0: Welcome back to the Painless Wholesaling Podcast, where we talk about real estate and how my goal is to try and make wholesaling painless for everybody that's watching. And not only wholesaling real estate, but doing real estate in general. The goal is to make it as painless as possible because we all know that if you don't know what you're doing in real estate, it can be very painful. I just had a painful experience that I made a video of earlier that I had. I, I have painful experiences still, even though I, I try to make it not painful. So anyway, that's why we're, we're here and we have an awesome guest today. We got Mike. What's going on, Mike? Hey Nathan, what's going on, brother? I'm 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 doing awesome right now. How are you doing, man? Oh, uh, dude, I'm actually doing great. And uh I didn't want to butcher the last name, but will you say it for me? Mike Smith. <laughs> Smith. No, I'm kidding. It's uh Cavagioni. Cavagioni, I like that, man. I like that. What what is that like origin of that last name? Uh Italian. Yeah, Italian? like nor- Northern Italy. That's what I assumed, but I didn't want to assume yeah. wrong, you know? I didn't want to be like, yeah. you know, Italian, you say like something else. But um let me ask you this. Have you been to Italy? I have. Yeah, I've, really? been to, uh, I've been to I've been to Sigonella, which is actually Sicily, and
1: then also Naples.
0: Wow, is that because of family or just for fun? Uh, it was because of the Navy when I was still in the Navy. Yeah, so just just uh, short visits. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, for the for the people that might not know who you are, will you kind of give us a short thirty second intro to you know who you are? And I, I definitely want to ask you about the Navy, but kind of let us know uh, who we're talking to.
1: Sure, sounds good. Uh, originally from Long Island, New York. Currently living in Eva Beach, Hawaii served in the Navy for 20 years. I'm a licensed realtor, associate, financial coach, real estate investor. Uh, I run a podcast editing business, and I'm the host of a top 1% ranked podcast, the Average Joe Finances podcast. That's me in a nutshell.
0: My goodness, man. You just hit me with a lot of stuff right there. And w- what would you say is your favorite thing to do? Absolutely, 100% the podcast. Really? Wow. Yeah, I love it. Could the podcast take over all those things? Could you just do the podcast and, and and survive? Or I don't really know. I have a podcast, but I don't know if like at what point it gets where it's like, that's all you can do, you know, for, for your work. You can, uh, I don't, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I'm at a point mean, where the podcast makes money. I have sponsors and stuff, but it's not uh you know it's not at a point where i feel like i would be comfortable doing just that so uh you know the the other things still come into play as well and and then real estate you know that's that's the bread and butter man i mean that's that's what's setting me up for my fin- financial future in general uh mm-hmm. where i can live comfortably so um the podcast for me it's just it's more therapeutic you know i get to talk to some really amazing people and um to me that's what matters that's the value i get out of it it's not necessarily the monetary uh value that i get from yeah.
0: yeah so it's not necessarily like a vision or, or, or a goal to just be like hey this all i want to do and uh right like you like oh, to- I, I,
1: you know yes i mean yeah that would be great but the the goal isn't to make it that the podcast is the thing that's keeping me afloat the goal is to i'm just doing just the podcast because everything else is
0: covered and this is all i want to do that's you sick know? yeah that's sweet. I like that. So tell me, how, how did you even get start doing a podcast? How did that get started? Well, funny thing is everything started because, you know, when I, when I first moved out to
1: Hawaii, uh, my wife and I, we, we were working on paying off all of our debt. Uh, we had a lot of debt at the time, mm-hmm. and it all stemmed from a 2007 purchase of a single-family home in Waynesboro, Virginia, that we had to short sell a couple of years later because, you know, the the market crashed back then. Very painful experience. I actually stayed away from real estate for a while because of that, the pain, uh, you yeah. know, limiting beliefs and all that, all that good stuff. But I kind of embarked on this journey to pay off all of our personal consumer debts, uh, you know, credit cards, uh, personal loans, all that good stuff. And in the process, I said, you know what? I'm going to start a blog and share with other people. Like what I've been doing, mm-hmm. and uh, just searching for domain names. Uh, Average Joe Finances was available. I said, "Boom, that's the name of it right there." My middle cool. name's Joseph. I got a claim to the name, so we're good. Damn. And that's how Average Joe Finances started. So it started as a blog, and then I had a buddy of mine who started a podcast on personal wellness and resiliency. Right? He had been through some pretty rough stuff in life, and he's like, "Hey, man, he's like, I think you should start a podcast because you know podcasting's going to be huge." And this was about two and a half years ago. And I was like, "Ah, maybe, maybe one." When I get out of the Navy, I was like, you know, I'm going to retire soon. Maybe after that, he mm-hmm. said, no, man, just do it now. Just do it now. Even, even if it's one episode a month, I said, fine. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll do it. Cause I, I like to talk. I'm from New York. I like to talk to people. Yeah. It's just, you know, let's go. So I said, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do one episode a week. And, uh, that was a pretty tough commitment to set at the very beginning. Uh, but I stuck with it and now I do two episodes a week and it's evolved into this own self, uh, governing system, right uh with with editors and i have a team that takes care of everything i basically i'm now at the point where i just record the content upload it to my team and then they take care
0: of it wow so that's that's kind of the story there how long has it been have you have you been running the average joe podcast uh two and a half years where you're at right now could you believe like where you're at like i guess what's the best way to word that i guess your journey where you're at right now I mean. It must be interesting to see how far you've come. I I don't know um, too much about your your viewership. Has it like? Can you can you disclose like what you what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I'm sitting. Um, uh, I have over 150,000 downloads right now, and I've got uh, maybe between 10 and 12,000 downloads a month I get right now. Uh, but it took a while to get there. The first six months, I, I was questioning if I should even do this because I was getting, you know, 20 to 40 downloads a month. And I'm just like, ah, I'm not sure if this is worth it, you know? And then I sat and I thought about it. And actually, a buddy of mine pointed this out to me. He said, hey, Mike, think of it this way. 20 to 40 people in one room. Picture that. Yeah. I said, oh, that's like a classroom. I was like, OK, so, you know, th- there's there's some impact there. But it wasn't until I actually like really took it seriously and I decided to put a little more skin in the game and put some money into the podcast. You know, I, that's when I hired the editing team team and started outsourcing a bunch of stuff and having people help me with my social media. Once I started doing that, I'm like, Okay, this is this is starting to look a lot better, and uh, that's when the numbers really started to increase uh, to where they are today. That's so, amazing. Um, that's it's amazing. and it was consistency, man, just consistency. So,
0: so you've been pretty consistent with one, one a week, and then eventually you went to two.
1: Yeah, once I hit uh, episode one hundred, I started doing two episodes a week. Um, I released an episode
0: every Sunday and every Wednesday, like clockwork. Is that, Same is time. That the, sorry, is the analytics? Is that why you chose those times? Because you saw like most people were listening, or did you just pick that randomly? So.
1: Sunday was always for me, uh, I always like Sunday because I, I follow like a lot of the other bigger podcasts. Like I was watching, I always listen to Bigger Pockets and stuff. Mm. And their new episodes would always come out on Sundays, like back then. And I was like, oh, it's perfect because you know, when I drive into work on Monday, what's the first thing I do is I put on a bigger pockets podcast while I'm driving to work on Monday, right? Mm. On Tuesday, it's another podcast. On Wednesday, it's another podcast. So it's it was certain days, right? Mm. But Sunday always felt like a good day because it was, you know, the the weekend closed out. So people were either going to the gym that day and they're, they're listening to the podcast or they're driving to to work on Monday and they're listening to it the next day. Uh, And then Wednesday, I felt like I I wanted to split them up and have them like have a break in the middle of the week. And I'm like, well, Wednesday is, you know, hump day halfway through the week. That's when I should have the next episode come out. That was pretty much the logic behind it. Hmm. Um, And I said, I'm just going to be consistent with it, release the episodes. I always do it at midnight Hawaii time. So it's either going to be five o'clock in the morning on the East coast or six o'clock in the morning on the East Coast when it actually comes out, depending right. on
0: uh, daylight savings time, because we don't do that here in Hawaii. Wow. So, so so you like to have it come out bright and early for those early birds, huh?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, because a lot of my listeners are military. Mm. And I know out here, when I was still in the Navy, I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning to, to go to work and everything. So I wanted to make sure that Average Joe Finances was available and ready
0: to go. So let me ask you about that. Do you still work? wake up at that time?
1: No, absolutely not.
0: No, what uh, time do you wake up now? Uh, now it's now it's between six and seven. It it, it
1: depends. I I set the alarm for seven. I'm usually up before that. It's like an internal clock. Uh, I was thinking about switching back to the 4.30. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to do it, but maybe
0: five o'clock will be the earliest I go. The reason I ask you that is recently I just started maybe about, it's been about three months now. I've been consistently waking up at 4.30. So I'm able to get in like some more reading, doing some more stuff. It's been really helpful, but the only way it's possible is if I go to bed at like 9.30, 10. Anytime after that's very difficult. So I'm assuming when you do right went to sleep earlier oh yeah 100 percent. 10 o'clock was cut off time for everything no matter what oh so guaranteed
1: well, it still takes me a little while to fall asleep man and i was getting between four to five hours a night so wow Okay. I don't know if I could do that anymore. Now I'm getting too old for that. For
0: sure. Well, that's awesome that you you did it, and you definitely. I mean, if you want to go back to, it, you definitely can. So let, let's talk about the podcast a little bit more. I know the the title of what we wanted to talk about, or the we named this video was why every real estate investor should get a podcast. So kind of, you want to kind of elaborate on that.
1: Yeah, 100%, man. So um, I actually uh, gave a talk on this not too long ago at a real estate meetup. And I, some of the things uh, I like to highlight about why podcasting is important is the actual networking side of it, mm-hmm. right? I don't think a lot of people think of that. They they look at, oh, yeah, you, you interview somebody and you ask them a couple questions, cool, whatever. The other piece of that is you have to think about the the power that comes with that right when somebody's coming on your podcast they're coming on your podcast to promote themselves that's essentially what it is right you're a sounding board for that guest so i, I don't know you know on my podcast i always give and you hear this on pretty much every podcast you always give the guest a, a time at the end to kind of plug themselves their website whatever right mm-hmm. so it, it's just a way to to reach more people and reach more impact so by bringing people on your show and and giving them the the, the reins to your audience, right. You're giving them that, that viewership right Right. outside of their normal scope, or probably some of the same people have listened to them on other shows as well. Right. Because Mm -hmm. the same circle kind of, it's very tight knit. Right. But the thing is like with my guests, I always keep in touch with every single person that comes on my show. We exchange contact information. I mean, I get deal flow in my inbox, like something ridiculous Ridiculous. I get over, you know, I, I wake up in the morning and I'll have 175 unread emails from that, you know, that that's come in just that morning because wow. here I am in Hawaii, you know, and I've got a bunch of people on the East Coast that are just feeding me stuff mm-hmm. all the time. That's
0: so amazing.
1: it's amazing, but it, it, sometimes it's a little bit painful, which is why my VA cleans up my my inbox for me. man. Got so you. Absolutely awesome. But yeah, so, it, you know, it, it, with that came a whole bunch of other pieces of like task management and other things. That I had to figure out as my guest list got longer and and I was keeping in touch with more people, you know, CRM systems and things like that are very important piece of this because you you don't want to just keep in touch with somebody. You want to actually build that connection. Yeah. And that's another thing I like to talk about, too, is like when you're networking, besides the podcasting piece, when you're networking, you want to build a genuine connection with somebody, not just a, oh, yeah, I know that person. I know their name and I know their phone number. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. They're they're cool. Whatever. No, I want somebody to remember me like, Oh yeah, Mike. Yeah. That's the guy. Oh yeah. He, he, he was, he called me up about my kid's soccer game, you know, and Mm ask, ask, ask how Timmy did in the tournament. Right. Those are the type of things. And you know, one of the most powerful tools you can use is this thing right here. If you have an iPhone, you, you save a contact on here. You can put notes on that person, important dates, everything. It's one of the best CRM systems that's right here in your pocket and you don't even know about it. So um, that that's one of the things I like to do uh, with my podcast is use it as a networking tool. So not only am I networking with my audience, right? I have multiple people that reach out to me, but I'm networking with my guests. And one of the things that's beautiful about that is if they have a large following as well, When they start sharing, oh, yeah, I was on the Average Joe Finances podcast, and here's what we talked about. Because I give them clips. I'm like, here's an audiogram. Here's a social media caption video. Here's the full video. If you want to take any bits and pieces out of it, go for it. I give them everything. Yeah. Right? And it has been one of the biggest pieces of the growth of my podcast, I believe, is thanks to my actual guests sharing it with their audience. 100%.
0: That's amazing. That, that That's all wealth of knowledge right there. Because I mean, I can testify to what you're saying to be true, because I have also seen that I started podcasts, I was just doing YouTube, right? So I was just doing StreamYard. And then I was putting the, the podcast on my YouTube channel, which YouTube's not necessarily built for a podcast model, right? It's it's uh, more video. So it they're, was a, they're getting there. They're working on it right now. But I, I recently I'm, I'm getting coached uh, by Tom Kroll. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's uh, does, did Wholesaling Inc. He told me, he's like, dude, you got to start an audio podcast. So I started one like two. I just took all my files that are already there, audio from Streamyard, put them into my podcast like two months ago, and it's uh, it's amazing, like what what I've seen. I was putting out a podcast every day because I, for the last year I had about fifty four episodes, so it was every day. And I don't know, I can't read the data very well. I don't really understand it, but it, it, I have, we have like a thousand downloads uh, and like 10 followers, which I, I don't know if that's good or not. I think it's, it's better and you than you
1: started different. two months ago.
0: Yeah. It, it, so crushing it, man. You're crushing it. It's, it. And it, it's exciting because from what you're saying, um, it's fun to look at the map where people are listening you're like oh dude there's some dude in belgium listening to me that's that's interesting but the other thing that's more exciting is the networking bro like me and you talking we would never have met right like you, you wouldn't be able to tell my audience how important it is to have a podcast and say it with authority that i would i mean i that i wouldn't be able to say with authority you can because i mean i don't know but you're doing it and you, i know what you're saying is true i just got a text from my buddy who has got a podcast and he's like hey i just saw you on devin's podcast you want to come on mine so they see you on other ones. They invite you on yours. Cause they actually can see that maybe if they didn't trust you, if you were legit, now they see you on others and like, okay, I'll bring you on, you know? So it's really cool. Hey man, this, this
1: probably isn't the right word, but it's very incestuous, right? Yeah, you know, man. there's a lot of, Oh, I've seen you with this person on this show and now, Hey, come on my show. And there's a lot of that trading back and forth. I get emails all the time about, Hey, you want to do a podcast swap? And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah why not? You know, but there's also a lot of folks that try to come on the show that after I review their stuff, I'm like, "Ah, probably not a good fit. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that that comes with the territory, but you're going to notice Nathan, as you keep going, you're going to get to the point, you're not going to actively seek out guests anymore. Like I do not actively seek out guests. They just email me. Right. And I usually just send them to my VA. I say, Hey, email this person. And then she sends over the application. I I have an intake form. Uh, We review that and then she'll vet it and then send it to me. So she says, Hey, you know, they pass the sniff test and then I'll look at it and say, okay, cool, book them. And then she'll send them the booking information. And then another thing for me too, is like, I only book 45 days out because I've already gotten into a little bit of trouble with the wife uh, in the past where I had something booked 60 days out mm-hmm. and she was planning a trip for the family. And I was like, oh, I got to move this stuff around. And then it got complicated. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. And I'm trying to say, no, I'll cancel. And, no, yeah. you know, it gets into that whole thing. And I'm like, so I said, you know what? 45 days. At the most, so I always tell her, "Hey, always plan a month and a half out, okay. you know, That's or good. further. That's and then advice. that forty five days is my window where i where I bring people in. And then I only do every other week. I only do every other week, I do Mondays and Thursdays, two interviews each day. That's it. Otherwise, my backlog gets so ridiculous. I I got tired of telling people, even after I started doing two episodes a week, I was still telling people, yeah, your episode will come out in five, six months. Mm. That's how much backlog I had. So I actually took two months off. I took November and December off, didn't do any interviews to get caught up a little bit. And now I'm at this three month window. So now pretty much everybody I interview, no matter what your episode comes out in three months. Mm. But the other side of that, what's frustrating is I'm constantly getting emailed saying, Hey Mike, I've been trying to you know book on your on your show, and there's yeah. no availability for this month or next month. And I'm like, yeah, I do 45 days. So I have to explain it every time. Yeah. So now now I got like this little email script that I just copy and paste that I send to people.
0: Yeah, so. I'm I'm sure you get hit up a lot by I think it's podcastbooking.com. I think that's like a service or something.
1: Um oh, I, got,
0: yeah, I I get a whole bunch of
1: agencies, man. It's crazy. Right,
0: I got hit up by one. The other day. It's pretty interesting. Cause I got hit up by one that represents the guy who does AdWords nerds, which runs pay-per-click advertisement. And nice. I actually, when I started, I used, he was like, helped his service helped me get one of my first deals. So it's like, Oh wow. His agency hit me up to come on my podcast. So I, I'll tell him that when we talk, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. It's interesting. But yeah. So what, what advice would you give to listeners that uh, like want to start a podcast, but have no idea how to start?
1: Well, definitely, uh, you know, th- there's so many ways to get started. I mean, if you need a place to start your podcast and host it, Anchor is free. And I think they're changing it to like, it's going to be called Spotify Studio now or something. I, I saw some email about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be on there. Now I'm on Buzzsprout because I just, I love the way that it's set up. Um, but that costs money, right? Um, but like I said, Anchor's free. You can do it on your phone with some headphones, it's pretty nice. I mean, you can record stuff directly to it. If you want to do like a solo podcast, if you want to interview guests, I recommend you probably do that on a computer, like on a laptop or something, uh, do it over zoom, save it. You know, zoom's free for 45 minutes. I think still, hmm. um, I pay for zoom business, but yeah, you can use zoom. You could use Google meets, which I, I think is also free. You got Zencaster, you got Riverside, you got StreamYard. There's so many different ways to actually record the episode. Um, and there's a lot of free ways to do it too, right? So you have the, the free ways, you have the, the paid ways. You're going to get better quality if you pay, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the big thing. So just keep that in mind. And then you can buy yourself like a cheap mic. I mean, there's there's USB mics out there for like 30, 40, 50 bucks. Um, I started off with this uh, mic called a Blue Yeti. It's like a hundred bucks. Yeah. It was a USB mic. It was great. The only issue I had with it is because of uh, you know it was a it was um, a uh, condenser mic right so uh, not a condenser mic it was a um, having a brain fart here wh- whatever it, the USB mics usually pick up every little sound. Right, unless you do like canceling or something like that. Yeah. So now I got my, and I I got this Shure mic too, which was also a USB mic. I started with this because I didn't have an audio interface yet when I bought this mic. I was still waiting for my Rodecaster Pro to come in. And Once I got the Rodecaster Pro, I got the XLR set up, and now my audio quality
0: is like 10 times better than what it was before, (laughs) right? Do you feel like the, aux- the instead of using the USB, what did you call it? The auxiliary? Is that what you said? Or- uh, it's a, it's an XLR. Cable. XLR. Do you feel yeah. like that's improved versus the USB? Hundred percent. Yeah, like ten
1: times, hundred times, honestly. Okay. Just the the audio quality, and then because I can control it from my interface, I can lower the mic output that's going out uh, mm-hmm. if I'm sounding too loud. And I also hear myself in my headphones, right? That's so I can, I can get a good gauge of how loud, what my, my audio sounding like as I'm talking. And there's no gaps or delays, right? It's not like I'm hearing myself echo. I just hear it as I'm talking, which is pretty cool. That's sick, um, it's pretty cheap to just start. I mean, you can start for free if that's the route you want to go. And then, you know, just start reaching out to people. Hey, I'm starting a podcast talking about ABC or D. I'd love to have you on my show. Go to Facebook groups, find the people that actually own those groups, you know, like different real estate groups or something like that or or whatever your niche is going to be. And just say, hey, I just started this podcast. I would love to talk to you about, you know, what are your top 10 reasons for doing what you do or whatever, right, whatever topic right. you want to do. Um, and Most likely uh, because people like the clout or the attention or whatever, they're mm-hmm. going to say, yeah, yeah, I'll come on your show. And then you interview them and then share the stuff with them. Let them share it with the group right now. You're not breaking anybody's rules or anything. Yeah. And, uh, and you start
0: building an audience that way. And that's, that's one idea. of the, the first good. ways I started, you know, that's a, great, that's a great idea with the Facebook group because they can put it to their audience. Yeah. That's yeah. I learned that from another podcaster, man. I'm, I'm in
1: a, I'm actually in a podcast mastermind. Um, and one of the guys in the group is really good at this stuff. And that was one wow. of his ideas. And I, I was like, this is awesome. Name? What's your uh, Phil? Name? Phil better. Do you know who yeah. Darren Bentley is? No, no, i not familiar.
0: I'm sure there's quite a few guys out there that you know specialize in the podcast, uh, you know, building it. So he, he, I'm writing this down because this is good stuff. This is applicable yeah. for me too. So uh, reach out to uh, Facebook group owners and then interview them. Is that what you're mm-hmm. you are saying? You should check out the
1: mastermind too, man. I facilitate it with Phil. It's well, called uh, what, is, the, what is it the, called?
0: The PodMastermind.com. So let me ask you this, the, uh, I'll definitely check that out, but I want to know yeah. when you, do you ever interview anyone outside of the the realm of um you know real estate or do you try to keep it within that niche?
1: Yeah, so I do interview people outside of real estate, but it's everything for me is all financial literacy based. Hmm. Um so, you know, the reason why I interview real estate investors is because of the financial literacy side of it literacy side of it and, you know, uh, gaining financial independence. That's like the whole focus of average show finances. But I brought people on that are day traders. I brought people on that are strictly, you know, just in index funds and ETFs. I've brought people on that that are in the fire community. I have brought people on that do crypto and uh, NFTs. And I still don't know anything about that stuff. Yeah. even after asking them all the stuff that I needed to know to make myself smarter. I feel like I still don't know a thing,
0: but yeah, I, I like to just keep it in oh. that realm. So I, uh, my computer is about, is about out, but I freaking yeah. feel like we could talk for another 10 or 20 cause I love this topic. So let me ask you this. Do you help people? Like, let's say somebody that's watching this wants to, uh, wants to do this, but needs some help. Is that, do you provide anything like that for people?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I do podcast coaching as well. Uh, I, Besides the financial coaching, I didn't really put that in my background, but um, I've yeah. helped a couple people. But I usually refer people to the mastermind because yeah. there's it's just a group of folks that – really bring in some great ideas and it's actually cheaper than using me as a coach, honestly, because, you know, I, I, I have to charge for my time. Um, but yeah, I do, I do help people with this. I do have like a, a free checklist, um, like how to start a podcast. It's like 20 steps, you know, soup to nuts, everything. Um, so yeah, I, I offer all that. I've got a couple free resources that I, resources that I offer.
0: So if people want to check that out, um, I could definitely, you know, send it over. In your mastermind or what you've learned from, do you feel like having one, one thing you really push like a podcast versus like a YouTube channel? A podcast, a Facebook group, and all this other stuff. Do you feel like having one is more efficient and better, or do you do you feel like it's okay to have multiple uh, platforms that you push?
1: I'm on all of them, brother. Uh, okay. you, you you have you have to be. Okay. It's it's about presence, right? Yeah. Um, my YouTube channel probably I mean it doesn't get as much views I think as my podcast does, mm-hmm. or although it's starting to even out, they're starting to catch up to each other. Right. But the thing is, like, I look at that and I'm like, well, if I add these numbers from YouTube to my my podcast downloads, like I'm <laughs> I'm doing significantly more. I'm reaching more people than I really thought I I was. Um, so that's the other thing you got to look at too. And then like your social media posts, how many people are seeing those clips of you talking about it? Mm -hmm. They might not necessarily click the link to go listen to your podcast, but it's going to be stuck in their head. And now you might get a new follower or I'm going to go subscribe to that podcast and they might listen to future episodes. So those are the things you got to
0: think about. That's true. And I I am on all, but I just didn't know if it was better to push one. If you're really trying to go in, uh, Last thing I want to ask you before we, we, we wrap it up, what, what, is, what is one golden nugget? What is one thing you'd like to leave the listeners with that you, you want them to remember you buy or, or them to know?
1: I, I would say that no matter what you do, uh, even if you don't start a podcast, even, and this is, this is also related to real estate, is consistency is the biggest piece of whatever you do if you're chasing down leads to try to get that next deal consistency is going to be your biggest partner right if you're trying to grow a podcast Mm -hmm. consistency getting those episodes posted on the same same time same day every day you know whenever is going to be your biggest asset to helping you grow if you're trying to grow your social media consistency right you're posting every day and this and that right Mm -hmm. those are the things that are going to help you grow you know and i believe almost in any um prospect
0: of life right yeah. is consistency so yeah. that's that's what i'll leave you with i love that message and i agree consistency is the key to everything well hey mike appreciate you having you on here man and i, I i'd love to go on yours i i don't know if i've scheduled the time to go on yours but uh yeah I, I think i think we're i think we have it on the schedule or we're working it out so well i know you're booked up brother but hey i can't wait to be on the average joe's uh, podcast right there yeah man all right well if you need anything let me know i appreciate it and we'll catch in later (laughs) all right sounds good brother aloha Bye. bye